1: looking good. Yes,
0: yes. So head over and see which ones you
1: would like to download or get them all. Enjoy. I would not redo this. Right. It's this not my proudest moment. <laughs> okay. So it looks like you're just having fun It looks like I'm just playing and she like
0: turned it into a um into Hawaii.
1: <laughs> so like a luau.
0: <laughs> not sure if it's a plateau, which is a long-lasting rut. Right. <laughs>
1: What's wrong with the top of your mountain? You're right. Sweet Tea and Stats, Murphy here with the latest sale in our neighborhood. That is why TikTok took off, people.
0: Hi, y'all. Welcome to Hustle Humbly. It's Alyssa and Katie, and we are two top-producing realtors in
1: the Baton Rouge market. We work for two different companies where we should be competitors, but we have chosen community over competition. The goal of our podcast is to encourage you to find your own way in business. So stop comparing yourself and start embracing your strengths. Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Katie. (laughs) It's episode 187, and I'm being attacked by flowers beautiful flowers that you ranged from the Trader Joe's yeah you cannot go to the
0: Trader Joe's and not pick up some beautiful fresh flowers so for our YouTube friends you get to see the beautiful flowers that we have we just thought it would give us a little something
1: extra <laughs> don't you think but they're you know a little invasive a little, but a little that's bit fine. close to us it's like our third interviewer Yeah, And and I'm calling them my hotel flowers. Okay. They're beautiful. Moving right along. What are we talking
0: about today? Um, So today we are just cleaning out some of our listener questions we've had. Okay. Some of these may later dive into a whole episode. Okay. But we thought it would be good to address some of the questions that have built up in the idea list. And I feel like this... (laughs) Episode shows our difference in personality. Okay. Because last night I received a <laughs> like like a hate text. A hate text <laughs> from Katie that was like It was not <laughs> I thought you made a list of questions, and I was like, (laughs) "I did, I did make a list of questions." She was
1: like, "Paragraphs.
0: These are paragraphs," and I was like, "Well, they're they're kind of discussion, and I kind of like it too because it helps us see where the listeners. So, some when y'all ask us questions, it's usually not just a question. There's usually a backstory and then a question Fair. so that we understand where you're coming from Fair. so instead of just going through like 30 questions we're going to hit like the story this, i don't know Great. whatever you emailed us I'm we're just going to get back, through it yeah smell
1: the roses and see what you do
0: so it'll be a little bit of q and a
1: okay um
0: we'll start with this one <laughs> okay this one doesn't come with a story necessarily but do you feel like you, there is something you do every day that impacts your business. I'm curious to see how you answer this question. I
1: make my bed <laughs> every day. I feel like that's how you set yourself up for productivity. Okay. So I make my bed. That's wonderful. And then I clean my email as best I can. Yes, that's great. I think those are those are the two. Okay, good, I like do you, that. Do you have
0: something? Um, I don't make my bed. I would like to, but I like when I come home and my bed is made, but I don't make my bed in the morning. Okay. Um. Every day, obviously, I keep a tidy email, voicemail, mm-hmm. text messages. Mm-hmm. Every day, I clean out my photos that I have taken yes. that day of the kids. Your digital footprint is impressive. Tidy, you keep it very tidy. Very tidy technology over here. Okay. Tidy technology. But I thought it was interesting because when they asked us this question, it was like, should I do five, 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 five notes a day, five calls a day? Five? And I'm thinking to myself, that's one, that's a lot of pressure. Right. And I do think as agents, we do have to be careful to the absolute messages out there that yeah. are like, you have to do this every day. <sighs> like with the job that we have. Do one hour of calling every day. Right. Time blocking and color yeah. coding and
1: don't with, color code anything. Right.
0: With our schedules as realtors, mm-hmm. it is um, unrealistic to say that every day
1: can be the exact same. Okay. Well, on at the that same time, but there is another thing I do that I think sets my business up for success every day. Okay, and that's at the end of the previous day, look at what is going to happen tomorrow, mm-hmm. and and sort that out. What order do we need to do these things in? Where do we need to be? All of that.
0: Yeah, I like that. Whenever I go pick the kids up from school, before I get out of the car, I try to make sure that everyone has been addressed or handled. Right. Because I cannot actually focus when I have my children. No, <laughs> my my no. worst mom moments have been when I'm trying to work and mom. Mom, it, it just is not a good combo. No, so I do. Um, and sometimes that's just responding to a text or email and saying, "Hey, sure thing, I'll have this for you first thing tomorrow." Yeah. That's it. Right. So it doesn't mean so I have to don't do ask that you again. Right. They're not yeah. wondering, where is she? Did she get my message? Like, I just want them to know. Yeah. So that way I have
1: closed that person out for the day. I, I think will we both tomorrow. address our business as how do we get the balls out of our court? Yes. Like, mm-hmm. the ball is gone from my court. That one is going to be in the court in the morning when you wake up. But still, you're like, no one's expecting anything from me right now. Right. Okay. Okay.
0: Um on the same topic in a way, we did have someone that wrote in that they are a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. Kids are not in any kind of daycare or anything and they are realizing it is extremely hard to be successful and actually make money while doing it. And she yeah. was like, "How do you guys do it?" And and our response was, "We don't. We don't and never have." I mean, I I wouldn't be able to be a stay at home mom and make money Mm. as a realtor. I think that I think that you could do something. Yeah. I think you could, you know, take online education and but without
1: actual childcare, I I certainly wouldn't be at the level that I'm at now. I will tell you a story. Okay. Which I have probably told before. When Ainsley, my first child, was born, um, I, she stayed home because I had the mom guilt until she was nine months old. So I didn't have child care for nine months. And I was still working, well, attempting to work full time. Okay. It was a total failure. Okay. But- If I had an appointment, like a showing or a listing out of the house, I even went on a listing appointment two weeks after she was born. Wow. I would not redo this. Right. This is not my proudest moment. (laughs) Okay. Okay. But if I had to leave the house, my mom was available. She would come and stay. Okay. Okay. But she would only come and stay for the actual appointment. Right. All of the admin, all of the prep, all of that stuff, I had to handle while I was taking care of a baby. Mm -hmm. And some days that resulted in me and the baby crying. Yeah. Because it's virtually impossible to do what you need to do and focus on it to completion while you care for an infant. This might be a good time to
0: listen back on the Seasons of Life episode. Um, Putting too much pressure on yourself during maybe the wrong season – And I think you can definitely be a realtor still. You just may have to manage what your expectations are. The message from this listener sounded a little sad. Like, I'm not where you are. And I'm like, but you're not where I I am in your season of life either. Like, my kids are in full-time school. Right. I don't have them all day. I'm able to just focus. But I know how hard it is when I pick them up at 4 o'clock until they go to bed. No work can be done during that
1: time. I mean, it's way too hard. For now, mm-hmm, for it's it. and that is a small season, because right? My, my kids are yeah. ten and thirteen now. I can work while they're here. Yeah, most of the time they don't want to talk to me, so <laughs> it's really not that big of a deal if I need to go send an email, right? And right now, mine are two and six, and I can't do anything, right?
0: They're so needy, but they,
1: but are they're, <laughs> they're like it's a small window, right? It feels Let's like just it's going it to be like a five year window to where it's impossible to work it.
0: It feels like it's going to be forever.
1: Right. I know it's what not. What they say? The, the days de-
0: are long, but the years <laughs> are short. short.
1: That's true. So true.
0: Do you have anything that you feel helps you be a more efficient parent or just running a household in general, I'll give you some of mine. Okay, let's hear it. So I I don't know how to cook, actually. I am not a good cook. My book club jokes because they know I can do your dishes and clean your kitchen, and I always do. Okay. But- when I have to cook something, it's, no? it's just, really? I don't enjoy it. Okay. Recipes, no matter how well I follow them, I just, I'm never pleased. Stop. I just, it's not my not my okay. thing. Not your thing. I do HelloFresh. It's not my thing either. This is not a, uh, a ad. ad. This is not an ad <laughs> for HelloFresh. Okay. I'm not getting paid or sponsored. I just do. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's been helpful because, you know, like it sends me everything precisely measured and oh, I can yeah. do it and it turns out correct. All right. Well, good for you. So that's been helping um, also for like what the number of birthday parties we get invited to or kids events. Mm -hmm. I have a stack of happy birthday cards Mm -hmm. and a stack of Chick-fil-A cards and a stack of stickers. Okay. So every time we get invited to a birthday party, I make haven, decorate the card. I put in a Chick-fil-A card and I write, when you have everything you could want or need – Go get Chick fil A. And then I put some stickers, and then the kids
1: are always excited. Now open the card. This is what you told me. Then they open the card and they go, stickers, stickers, Chick fil A. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Everyone's happy. And the mom and dad are like, oh my gosh, thank, thank you. you for mm-hmm. not giving me
0: more things. Because think about
1: how much you don't want to lug home all those toys from mm-hmm. your birthday parties. Yeah. Don't be the. Like, dude, I love that. And you can keep that in such a small space in your home. Mm-hmm. Just a card. Yeah. And stickers. It's just in a drawer. So one small. One drawer, yes. So small.
0: Um, every morning before we leave the house for school, mm-hmm. I start RoboVac. Okay. RoboVac is my house cleaner. Rosie. <laughs> Rosie. You know, like from the Jetsons? Yeah. Yeah, your, Rosie. It's your, it's your robot. Okay. And I tell the kids, anything that's left on the floor, RoboVac will eat. Mm-hmm. So they are like... I don't even have to tell them like, to clean their the room. Floor. Yeah, they are just, and sometimes it's just throwing everything on their bed. But at least it's somewhat tidied. Yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that helps me to come home to like a clean surface. Okay, it just I like m- that. helps my brain. Yes. Um, those are my three like regular things. Okay. I would say.
1: I have a morning routine, which we have a whole episode on morning routine and evening routine, so I won't get deep into it, but I do tidy in the morning, so check the dishes. But now my kids do dishes now, so I don't like put Mm. them away. Mm. Right, right, right. Mm. But I clean the counter. I zhuzh up the couch. I make sure at least those two rooms are clean, even though our dining room and our open floor plan is sort of like the playroom most of the time. I just have to ignore it. But the rest of that open area has to be clean or that makes me um, unable to focus on work, mm-hmm. even though I'm going into my office, which is its own room. That's obviously its own. It's clean. Yeah. But I can't be thinking, oh, it's dirty out there. I just get I can't walk. By. No, I have to make my bed. I have to clean those areas. Then I can come into my office.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um I like to keep baby gifts too. Oh. So get your favorite children's book. I sent you home with one the other I day. Did, yeah. The Rosie Revere. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my favorite one. So I keep a stack of those. You can order them on Amazon and then you just put them in your gift cabinet and there they are if you have to give a baby gift. Or like you have a client who has a baby. That's cute. Yeah. Just the same thing. Instead, of, Same with yeah. closing gifts. Right.
0: Instead of trying to reinvent the wheel, yeah. like find that one thing that every time you have a closing, you mm-hmm. go to. Mm-hmm. You, that's, you don't have to think. About something special and make this big expensive basket. It's just right. This is what it is every time, over Mm -hmm. and over. So I think having things like that in place definitely help streamline things. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Okay. What else? Do we hit all the ones on there? That that's pretty good for that section.
0: I would say. Great. Um, What about any tools or apps? Do you have anything that you feel like you just can't go without? Yeah, my Google Calendar. I know. So we do have an episode on.
1: Technology. Technology okay. tools. It's and so it's laughable. really
0: funny mm-hmm. because we don't have a lot of bells and whistles. No. We've always kept our business very simple mm-hmm. and we don't have a
1: lot that we... No. Um, like our calendar. I will give you a, tic- a tip and trick for your Google Calendar though. Okay. Either share the whole calendar with if you have a spouse or someone who's helping you with your children or I'll share the events with Jay mm-hmm. so that, I mean... For a while, it wasn't automatic that someone was picking up the kids. Now that's Mm. his job, Mm -hmm. so it's a little different. But whenever I would have like an appointment at 3 p.m., I needed to put it in the calendar and share it with him because that means I'm not available to do carpool. Right. It's your day. Now you've got to do it. Mm -hmm. But I think that the sharing those events or sharing kids' doctor's appointments or sharing, um, it's important because – i'm of the belief that you're not parenting your children alone mm-hmm. whether you're a female or a male mm-hmm. I mean, and if you're in a household where you're married and there's they're your children yeah. both, both of yours yeah so we all have to be aware of what's going on so that we can help each other because if you take all of that on yourself and you try to work full-time you're gonna drown absolutely um, so this <laughs> – we didn't mean for this
0: episode to go this way, but this is your – What's que- next? This is their question. <laughs> this is their questions. And and it is – it does seem to be a lot about managing a household, you know, struggling. And, like, so this one isn't even related to children, but we just had someone that um, wrote in that they have a spouse that is struggling with – her being in real estate because the money is not regular it's not flowing right. in and before we like dive too deep into this i think it's a valid concern because i have several friends that have left corporate jobs during covid that jumped into real estate and their family financially needs the income yeah. and it is a tough place to be in a com- any commission job right because you can't force someone to buy a house no. today no and your pipeline is very dependent on you know If you have nothing pending, you're not getting paid for at least a month or two. Right. Which is, you know, a little bit daunting. And so it's not that – I mean, yes, there are situations where spouses are unsupportive. But sometimes they're just expressing their concern, their financial fears, and we can take it as being attacked or insulted because, like, are you saying I don't
1: make enough money, but – we have to survive, you know? Well, right. If you're already lacking in confidence because maybe you're early in your career and it isn't very um, consistent, like mm-hmm. the money isn't consistent, and then your spouse or your support system is also, like, kind of making you feel stressed. Yeah. Then, you're, then your confidence is not going to grow. It's actually going to go in the wrong direction. Right. Right. And. I mean, the only way to get through that, I think, is to have good communication when you start. Yes. Look, we can't expect that the pay is going to be um, exactly the same as my corporate job for the next six months to a year. Mm-hmm. But I think a lot of people don't want to have that conversation because then they realize maybe they don't have the right runway to do it. Sure. And then they don't want to take the leap, and it's sort of like a vicious cycle, right? Correct.
0: Yes. I know. It's a, it's a tricky situation. I do think okay. communication is key. I think that we have to do our best not to take it super personal and blame our partner that is worried and however they express their stress, you know, like understanding that financial stress is a real thing. Yeah. In this situation where she wrote in, she said that she is in her, she has finished her second year of real estate and she's just still not making the money that she used to make. Right. And her spouse is kind of basically said, like, I'm I'm kind of burning out because I've been having to carry the load for so long.
1: Right.
0: And I can remember, too, like when I first got married um, and I was in my second year of real estate still figuring things out. And, you know, one thing that I found that was kind of hard is that I went to so many social events. Right. So it looks like you're just having fun. It looks like I'm just playing. Right. And I'm like. No, this is actually part of my job like I gotta be with the people I do but it was it was a I got a very self-conscious because I was like I felt like even if he was or wasn't I don't actually know but I felt like he was looking at me like so there's not a lot of income right and you're out there there like drinking wine and going to (laughs) socials and like being involved in everything right and I was like, I know it, it's just, and thankfully it it know, worked it out. It did work pretty out pretty quickly.
1: For it you. did pay off.
0: Yeah, by year three and four, we were. He was starting to understand. Oh right, you know. But it's also like our jobs are very different. Like he's in law enforcement, and I have to be a social butterfly. Right, right, right. So right. it's just I don't understand his world, and he doesn't understand my world. Right. But I I just think that we have gotten some questions about this, and at what point do you have to make a decision that- Right.
1: I think it's probably a good idea to maybe institute some sort of check-in once a month mm-hmm. that really goes over to your business budget or where's this money going. I think that the problem also is that you're putting out a lot of money in the beginning of your career and nothing is coming back in. So then it feels like, no, you can't go to another party. I don't want you to bring a gift to your you know database. Like Right? Right.
0: Be cautious of how you're spending your money during that time as well. Yeah, This may be a time to just really be embracing all the
1: free training. Right, right. Yeah. And maybe just you need to be able to talk to that for yourself and for your partner. Mm -hmm. Like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. These are the free things I did. This Mm -hmm. is what I did today. If you're feeling, you know, stressed, concerned, um, like a failure already, like you're not even getting off the ground and you're sitting at home in your pajamas all day watching Netflix and, and just kind of being depressed, I think then you're also going to have a problem being able to stand up and say, no, I'm working. Like, yeah. because you probably feel like I'm not. I didn't. I didn't work today. So the the days, especially early on and still
0: today, not as much, but more early on when I wasn't really sure I didn't have a lot of business happening. And so I was having to create my day to day. The nights that I lost sleep is when I knew I didn't do what I was supposed to do that right, day. Right, right, right. I knew mm-hmm. that I ate lunch while watching TV when I could have been. You know what I mean? Like, I, d- I didn't show up to the sales meeting. I didn't right. go to the free training. Right. Those are the days when I'm like, ugh, beating myself up. I should have done this. I, I And I think to a degree, that's just holding yourself accountable. Right. It's okay to say,
1: yeah, man, I really need to like – I have to my, work. It's a yes, job. It is a job. If there's it not, is a job. If you don't feel like you're ever working, then maybe you you're need not to treating it like a job. I think
0: Connie, my broker, she always says if you haven't sold a house in six months at the moment, you're unemployed. Yeah. Totally. There's, you haven't had a paycheck. You don't have a paycheck coming in. We have to figure out something. Right. We have, we have to make it happen. Right, right. So right, maybe right. even finding some good, like motivational podcasts, getting a plan together, reading atomic habits about just like starting that one little thing that makes the difference Mm -hmm. um but then it was like even when if he was struggling to see what i was doing i felt confident knowing i met all these people at this luncheon today i got all of their contact information they're all going to get a handwritten letter from me tomorrow like i know what i'm doing so i need you to trust the process right but whenever he was right and I hadn't done anything. Then you just feel bad. I do feel bad yeah. because I wanted to contribute and be able to help and yeah. do all that. So, communication, I think, is key. Being Always. honest with yourself mm-hmm. and trying not to be defensive, which is hard. Yeah. Um, right. So, you know, I think that was, I think that pretty much covered all of the family. Working mom okay. type question. Great. What else
1: you got? Okay.
0: <laughs> I like this one. We'll go to something a little lighter. Oh, perfect. So someone is opening uh their own brokerage. They have been in the oh. cloud for a while. <laughs> okay. And they don't want to be in the I cloud know that wasn't a joke, anymore. But it just
1: makes me laugh. That's what
0: her email said. I, I don't want to be in the cloud anymore. Right. I've been in the but cloud. Coming down from the cloud Coming down. I'm starting my own. I've been in real estate for a while. Okay. And um, she was with a regular company. Okay. Then she was in the cloud. Now she's back. And <laughs> okay. she's opening her own company. This is just what her email said. I got okay, it. Okay, I'm not making this up. I know. And she's like, any ideas to create that community, like within your brokerage, like to where, you know, the retention is good. I mean, I've been with my company since I started in 2011. and right. I've never left. Right. Um, so some of the notes I had is that we have Monday morning meeting. Which is kind of our game plan for the week. Um, It's pretty well attended. I like to go there to start my morning. I like to hear what other agents are going through because I have learned so much about situations I wouldn't have even thought existed. Right. Um, So and then we also have a sales meeting on Wednesday. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, which is more just like company news, making sure that we understand what tools we have available to us, that we're using things Mm -hmm. that are there. Okay. Um, And also we end that meeting with new listings and prospective buyers. I love that. That's honestly, like yesterday was Wednesday when I – went to the sales meeting and I was running late because I had an 8.30 listing appointment, but I was like, I have to be there by 9.45. So because that's when you're here. I want to share my new listings and I have some buyers that are struggling. So right. if I can hear somebody else might have something coming up, yeah. then we can mm-hmm. kind of network that way. Um, so I find value there. Yeah. I think that's the biggest thing. Fun is fun, but you also have to provide value. For sure. So this was before my time in, in our office, Okay. but it was in the office I'm in now. I used to have this office mate. Okay. And um, so for whatever reason, our office, my particular room- in the office is either very hot or (laughs) very cold. Only one way or the other. It is never comfortable. Mm -hmm. So I either have a blanket okay, or, you know, I'm like taking off my jacket and just like, you know. In a tank top? Yeah, it's it's rough. Okay. Well, it's, you know, one of the agents that was in my office at that time, she was like so tired of it. And she like turned it into a, um, into Hawaii. (laughs) So, like a luau it was like during the summer when it was always hot she had like a frozen margarita machine she was passing out like lays to people in the office and like i just think you really start to appreciate people's different personalities right you know we just have a bunch of different personalities but we get to know each other because of the sales meetings and like um if our broker is gone on a conference She sends pizza to the office for that day. I love that. She's like, I'm not there. Miss you guys. Here's pizza. Yeah. Little things. But that encourages then you to go to the office. Yeah. So the secretaries will email, Hey guys, Connie's not here today, but she sent pizza to the office. Or one time she ordered a food truck for breakfast. That's cute. And when we got to sales meeting, you could like go get breakfast out of the food truck. That's fun. It was
1: so cute. I think the key, and I love that this is coming from a broker's perspective, and I could probably do a whole episode on this. Yeah. I think the key is that you have to give opportunities for your agents to want to be in the office. Yes. Because you can't require them to be there, which I have my opinions on. I think that's a total cop-out. I think a lot of brokers decide to do nothing because they can't force, I'm doing my air quotes, force agents to be there, right? They're independent contractors. I can't make you come. Mm -hmm. I can't say you have to be in the office from eight to five. But I do think they could say, in order to be a member of this brokerage, you have to attend three meetings a month. Mm-hmm. Whatever three you want, Yeah, you pick. But we're going to do two a week or whatever mm-hmm. it is. And you've got to come to three meetings. Maybe it's the sales meeting. Maybe it's a, a group yoga session. Maybe it's, you know, whatever training. Mm-hmm. I loved when my broker would have in like our favorite title company would come teach yeah. the continuing education just for our office. Mm-hmm. And that was always fun. You got to be with people you know. You got to get the education part done. I always appreciated that. I wanted to be there for that. Um So I think as a new broker, just giving the opportunities, but also not making it be so optional. Make it be more like, look, that's the vibe we want here, that people will show up and be together in community because the only way you can create a community is to be in community. A hundred percent. And at the end, one of the reasons I really
0: like the company I'm with is because they don't hire everyone.
1: Right. And at the end of each year, she evaluates. Now, when I interviewed in the very beginning of my career, I did go not to your office, but to a branch of it. Okay. okay. And I remember them being one of the only ones that was more specific, like, okay, you for your first month or however long it was, you have to attend this many trainings. Right. Yes. At the office, you must be available for this. And I'm like, oh, okay. But I didn't, I mean, ultimately I didn't go there. But the other one I went to was a Oh, yeah, there are lots of trainings. They're optional. Yes. And then there were some agents you didn't even know worked there because they never came. Right. Right? So one big thing at our office was always the new
0: listings or the listings tour. Yeah. On Wednesdays after sales meeting, you would very quickly – and it was by area. So you would like all get in one car. You know, we would all carpool and go to the four listings that day. Okay. Quickly. Like Mm -hmm. you don't dilly-dally at each listing for an hour. Right. Okay. You go, you look at it, you eat Email the listing agent feedback. Yeah. The end. Well, it got to where during COVID it stopped. And then it was just having trouble coming back. Yeah. And sellers now have all these cameras. So they're like, right. how come one person came to the <laughs> right. tour? I, I need more. Right. And so we the new policy was if you want your listing on tour, you have to be a tourer yeah, you have to go look at the other listings when we have them on tour for you to be right to have your on listing tour. on tour. We support each other. That's fair. And I was like, that's very fair. yeah, you know, and mm-hmm. it I mean, I, yeah, I think that's a very good point that brokers feel like they can't mandate anything but that you're the broker setting the vibe for your right. company, right. So what do you want your yeah, office like you to gotta be? you got to be there. Yeah. you got to
1: run the meeting. you got to like stay Don't be scared to lose people. I agree 100%. Yeah. I think more than likely you're going to attract more people and retain more people if it is an engaged office. Mm-hmm. Not every office is engaged. In fact, I think most of them are not. Correct. Um, I also just put in here that maybe I know that like if your broker checks in with you as an agent on a regular basis, then you're more likely to- Build that deeper relationship with them. So mm-hmm. as the new broker, have a monthly check-in. What are you gonna have? Five, ten agents, tops. It can't be that many. I, I guess our broker takes roles
0: somehow. I haven't really figured it out. But if I miss a sales meeting or two, she checks in. She's just like, hey, just want to check on you. You yeah, doing like, okay? Do you need anything? Wh- and I'm why, like why it you makes here? me feel
1: like you're like you're wanted there.
0: Yeah. Yeah. You it, need to feel it wanted. Does. It does. And I appreciate the check-in. Right. And sometimes I'm like, oh sometimes I'm like <laughs> Oh, gosh, it's so good to hear from you. I've actually had this going on and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's just kind
1: of nice to be cared about. I think that's great. The last thing I would say on that as a new broker of a new office After you've interviewed these people and you've recruited them, try to pair them up. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, this person is coming and this person is, you know, maybe a little further along in their career. You guys partner up and, you know, maybe do a little shadowing or like have a little accountability or you both seem like you're really focused on social media. Why don't you, you know, work on it together? Yeah. Okay. Well, that's- Make suggestions.
0: Yeah, that's great. That's the perfect segue into our next question. Ooh. Hey friends, we are here to tell you that we have made you a freebie. A freebie. It's
1: free. It's free. Those are my favorite ones. I know, look, (laughs) I love a good freebie and this one is vital. I love it. Now, I will say we have always, since episode nine, way back then when we had our database episode, the original, had our database template for free. Yes. Okay. yes. It is a spreadsheet. It is the column headers and some instructions on how to use it. It is not difficult. No. <laughs> but we have amped it up this year. And now there is a who do you know list that comes with your database template. So this list will really help
0: you build your database. If you feel like you don't know who to add, how do I find people? This list gets you brainstorming about who do you already know.
1: Right, this even works if you're brand new to your area. Yeah, so who do you know? You're gonna take the list and you're like, oh yeah, I know these people. I know them. Mm. And you're gonna put them straight onto that database template and you're gonna hit the ground running with your database work. It's an excellent resource. And you just have to visit hustle dot podcast.com slash
0: start here. Yes, because the database is the foundation of your business. It's where you need to start. Start there.
1: Perfect. Okay. Enjoy. Enjoy.
0: Um, Her name, Kristen, wrote in. Okay. And she said, I'm a brand new agent. I'm planning on leaving my nine to five in January. So she has left if all went according to plan. Oh, gosh. Okay. Because what? We're in March now. Right. Okay. Mm -hmm. My wish is to have the Alyssa to my Katie, the Katie to my Alyssa. So kind. How would you suggest a brand new agent find other like-minded agent friends? Obviously, to start... You may suggest I rethink my brokerage, which I am. Oh gosh. Okay. I
1: don't think you have to rethink your brokerage. They're Right.
0: Unless you're just realizing it's a problem. Right. She said, but for now I'm gonna stay put. Um I will definitely be making a switch
1: eventually, but any ideas on the best way to network? I feel like you're the expert on networking. Well, Why are you pointing at me? Am I? Do I have something I, didn't know I need to you, say? I don't know. I didn't know if you wanted to. You know.
0: I, I, well, first of all, we just did that coaching episode. Okay, right. And we did mention your accountability, accountability partner, partner yeah. could be a better alternative. Right. So you could go back and listen to that episode if you're needing to a deep dive into this.
1: Yeah. Well, I think that. Y- You can find a lot of agents on social media. Yeah. They could be in your market. They could be out of your market. Do I think you need to find uh, someone in your market? Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. You need someone in your market that knows about your area and what you're going through and what your market is going through. Um, But you could have more than just that. You could also find an agent in another market that you have a vibe with or that has similar interests to you. Or maybe you find someone... Like in a different community, maybe you're in a modern agent social club, or maybe you're in our community, or maybe you're like meeting a lot of agents virtually. This is very easy. You can do it in your pajamas from your couch. We have an
0: agent in my office that only takes their CE in New Orleans. Right. So we're in Baton Rouge. Okay. New Orleans is our drive. Right. Right. But they like to go there and take their CE in person and pass out some business cards and be like, if you ever need help in Baton Rouge, I'd be happy to help you. Mm -hmm. And then they have made some friends that way. Um, Our company is in a few different cities, so we do a company conference where we all get together. I have made some really great friends all over Louisiana Mm -hmm. that I keep in touch. One in particular, I would say, is my... Mentor, accountability, partner type. We just really hit it off. Sometimes I'll take a day and I'll drive there and Love work it. in her market. Love it. Um, but it's really I, – I like that you made a good point one time about how it probably shouldn't be your best friend. No, not if you're trying to do accountability.
1: Right. Right? Yes. Because you're not going to they're, – they're not going to hold your feet to the fire. And mm-hmm. you're not going to be embarrassed if you don't do it. You're going to be like, ah, well – we're friends, yeah. You know, whatever. But that's different than what we have now. We started off as I saw you on a class on a webinar, and you said I go to coffee with agents in my market, and I was like, well, I'll, <laughs> I'll go to coffee. I'll go to coffee. So, I mean, like, you have to reach out to people. I think is the other thing. Yeah, you have to be comfortable asking other agents in your office, "Hey, do you have time for a coffee or a lunch? Mm-hmm. We just love to chat." Yeah. Try and figure out who vibes with you. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to find out by just going into the office and closing the door and closing and working by yourself. Correct. Yes. You're going to have to go to the meetings and
0: go to the things. And, and also, like, what are you looking for? Is there a specific area that you think you would, like, help focusing in? If it is social media is a good example. Someone that's doing it really well, being like, hey, can we partner yeah. together and do right. this? So, right.
1: So many good things. So many.
0: Okay, so what about if you are feeling a little burnt out, mm-hmm. uninspired, mm-hmm. you're in a rut, mm-hmm. not sure if it's a plateau, which is a long-lasting rut. Right. I mean, <laughs> like what are some ways to refresh your love for what we do because it's very easy uh-huh. to get aggravated or frustrated mm-hmm. with the process of the industry sometimes. Okay, so our next question has to go into all right, we have a feelings section oh, on this th- list. I like that it's a feelings section. See, I kind of categorized it a little bit. Thanks. Okay, what about if you are feeling burnt out, uninspired, overwhelmed? You're wanting just like a refresh. How much what time are- do you have to do the refresh? I mean, this feels like a <laughs> this feels like a long answer. I know. I know.
1: Okay, quick, quick things. My that number you do. one tip would be. Go back and listen to the take a day off episode Mm. or how to take a vacation. Mm -hmm. And then I would plan one of those two things, a full day off or a vacation. And even if you're in the rut because you're not doing anything and you're slow and you feel like things are not going well – still plan a day off to where you do something fun like a hike or creative like a painting class or, like, do something different that you don't normally do. Maybe, like, shake yourself out of that funk, right? Have you seen the new place in town where you make candles? No. I kind of want to do it. That sounds fun. Just something different. One time I went with Jamie, my favorite lender, to do a paint-your-own-wine-glass class. Oh, that's cute. It was so fun. So you just, like step away I also will just like Google
0: podcast for whatever the topic is I'm struggling on that makes sense so we're like right now in our hustle humbly community I'm really supposed to be hustling to get some Google reviews and I'm having a hard time being motivated <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> but I've actually googled like an epi- a random podcast episode about it and there's so many resources and by the end of it I was kind of excited you're like I can do I can do this I, do this. I okay, got this so I like that sometimes I just Here's my problem. I cannot sit in it too long. Agree. And then the longer I sit, the harder it is. So I have yeah, to just take motion. that first
1: action to get out of it. Action is always good. Yeah. My next thought that I want to make sure is addressed on this is a feeling that I've had before when we're talking about the plateau. Mm-hmm. Okay? Yes. So every year I make my goals. The goals are always bigger, right? Bigger, better, more. What are you going to do now? More. Um. But... I got my W, no, my ten ninety nine at the end of the year for my broker. Two years in a row, they were great, very impressive. <laughs> I mean, in a, a successful real estate career. They were within four hundred dollars of each other. Wow, that and is I consistency. Was like, this and so you know what my mind didn't say. Wow, look how consistent it is. My mind said, I am straight up in a plateau. <gasps> like I have, I'm, I'm done. I'll mm. never do more. And really that sort of was the remainder of that part of my career. The highest, the highest part of my career was the highest, right? Mm-hmm. It didn't go up every year. It was like, here I am. And then the more I started to think about it, I'm like, I like my life. I feel like this is all I can handle transaction wise. I don't want to build a team or add another, like, pay a, an admin or TC or whatever. Like, I'm happy doing these transactions. Why do I have to do more, right? You don't. I don't. You don't. I don't. So maybe if you're in a rut or a plateau, what's making you feel like that's a bad thing? Why aren't you content with where you are? Mm Mm-hmm.
0: It, it is hard because that's not the usual message of the industry. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of noise.
1: Right. So that's so, probably where
0: that insecurity is coming for from. For
1: sure. Like, I, well, everyone's making their goals. I got to make mine bigger. But Big I love goals. that story you always tell of the lady in the circle at your office who was like, oh, I just need to do this. Yeah.
0: I just need to sell, like – Three million a year.
1: You're like, wow,
0: that's all I would like to do. Right. Anything more than that, and I would have to sacrifice time
1: with my kids or. Exactly. That's what she wanted. Right. So I think it's really nice to reframe why you're even struggling. You wrote, what's wrong with the top of your mountain? (laughs) Right. It's. That sounds pretty good. Could be very nice. Hang yeah. up there. Maybe slowly go down. Mm-hmm. You know, what do you want to do? Because your life isn't just your numbers. Your life isn't just your business. No. Your life is a, a whole bunch of things. How's the rest of your life looking? Right. What are your Maybe goals? Maybe you're too focused in
0: the trenches of your daily business. Right. That you do need to get out. Like go to lunch with a friend. Right. Yeah. Take
1: that day off. Mm-hmm. Get a hobby. Yeah. Play some pickleball. <laughs> Y'all have been playing oh my pickleball. God, it's so fun. Wow. It's really fun. Mm-hmm. I know. Family hobby is the best because then you're spending time with your family and you're, like, doing a hobby. Yeah. I so love it. Okay. I'm going to put you on the spot
0: here for a second. I kind of warned you, but I don't know if you prepared. Very nervous. Bernadette had a question okay. about snail mail. Oh, wow. And for those of you who don't know, I'm a little... Uh, dry, a little short with my answers <laughs> okay. via text or email. Fair. It's nothing personal. No, it's just not who all. I am. That's right. Um, so, so if I have to write a fluffy, pretty email, I usually call Katie. I say, Katie. I like all the words. Yeah. I, I say, Katie, this is what I wrote. Will you make it pretty? Yeah, that's my job. Yeah. So she would like to know this is what she said. I know you have already touched on this mm-hmm. but i wish i had templates for farming postcards i am not a good writer and i don't want it to sound so generic uh-huh i need an introduction okay not just like just listed just sold right so like if you were trying to farm your neighborhood right and it wasn't just like hey i'm your neighbor and i'm a realtor okay like any te- and, let, and let's disclaimer before katie you know does her thing uh we're not we're just just if you need to write this down, you can pause and hit the rewind <laughs> button. You can put us at half speed. Half speed, so you can write, write it, it very slowly. So we
1: don't have to write it later Yeah, so for you. So it, okay. it's recorded for you. Um, I'm doing this on the fly, so I don't even know. But <clears throat> I will say, number one, people don't like to read, okay? So right. we're not trying to write a paragraph. Mm-mm. We need to write just like a... Quick, catchy, me again. Hi, it's me. I'm your realtor. It's me. Right? Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, great. Okay. So that is okay. Yeah. Okay. It's a postcard. True. Um. Do you like 90s rap like I do? Maybe you use a quick 90s rap line. Do you oh, like country cute. music? Do you like, like what? Do you love sweet tea like I do? Like, hey, just here with my sweet tea. Wanted to bring you the stats. Sweet tea and stats.
0: Oh, that's cute. And then
1: you like just put the...
0: Okay, So the whole point is that it is something unique to you. Right. Right. See, like you and Murphy, he could be in your headshot. And you could be like, if you see us walking around the
1: neighborhood. Couldn't I take the dog in front of the house that just sold? Take his picture with the house that just sold. And then be like, sweet tea and stats, Murphy here with the latest sale in our neighborhood. Oh my gosh, how cute. Right? I would like that. And you'd be like, oh, the dog's back again. Yeah. And then every time the dog showed up in front of a different house. I like that. So the point is that
0: you can't really give a template for this because no. the point is
1: that Be you, you, whatever
0: your thing is that you repeat in your branding, or if you don't have that thing,
1: it's time to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. That thing that you love to talk about the most. Right. And then just remember... Nobody has time to read. They don't want to hear a lot of words. Mm -hmm. They don't want to read a long email. The the biggest service you can do them is get them information quickly and in an entertaining fashion. That is why TikTok took off people Mm. because they don't want to spend 30 minutes watching a full YouTube video about the market report of your neighborhood. Mm -mm. They want the highlights and Mm. they want them in an entertaining fashion. They want your dog to be telling the highlights. I love that. It's so – this is the great news. People are not difficult, and doing this shouldn't be difficult. Good Mm -hmm. news, Bernadette. Do you have a pug? Take the pug to the house. Take a picture of the pug, and you can say, you know, Mr. Smith, the pug, here with your, you know, monthly report. Yeah. I love that. Great idea. Or something like that. Or your kitty cat.
0: Sure. Or just you sitting drinking sweet tea. Best
1: sweet tea in town is around the corner at Fernando's restaurant. Yeah. I just made that up, y'all. And, um, you know, here's the... the if you ever want to go there and discuss the market and grab a tea, call me. Why don't you call Fernando and be like, hey, man, I'm going to send out a postcard about how great your tea is. Can I get a discount code? <laughs> yeah. For the postcard? So cute. Fernando would be like, yes. Because that's free advertising for freaking Fernando. Katie, you're so good at this. Uh, A wealth of ideas. It's the execution is where I- Are you actually going to do it? Y'all don't make it so hard. That's why you don't do it because you made it too hard. All right, move on to the next question. Totally different direction. Are you ready? Let's hear it.
0: Thoughts on working outside of your MLS, such as being a buyer's agent, contacting listing agents to get the property disclosures. I will eventually buy into more MLSs when I am financially able, but right now I'm just trying to do it solo. How do you pull comps from outside of your MLS?
1: I have so many thoughts on this. I I would like to start off with my sympathies to people who are in rural areas where it does require you to join four different MLSs or boards in order to see the area where you might have a buyer that's going to search in a 60-mile radius, and that touches four different boards. That's I, so hard. I truly do have sympathy and empathy for you. Luckily, we live in a metro area where I would never have to leave my MLS to get 60 minutes from my home, right? Never. I, I'm, it's all within my home. That being said, my firm belief is that you should not be working in an area that you are not super familiar with it. Does that mean you can't work in four towns? No, but you better be really familiar with four towns. Would I take a client and show them houses in New Orleans, which is technically, what, 45 minutes away, 60 minutes away? Absolutely not, not not at all, not never. I don't and I care. love New Orleans. I don't care if they're buying a but $2 I'm not million house. I would refer them because I cannot confidently serve someone because I don't know that market.
0: That is where you really have to put the client's best interest above your own financial
1: hopes. Yeah, yeah. Now, if you're just struggling because you do need to be in four MLSs and you don't have the money yet for that, and that really is how everyone sells in your market, like if they call the next agent, are they going to serve all those areas? Mm -hmm. Maybe you need to find some partners, like just for a little while. Like, hey, look, if you have clients over here and you can't afford to be in my MLS, but I can't afford to be in yours. Let's let's divide and conquer. Mm -hmm. Maybe, you know, where we're getting like some referrals, but within a group, like you need four different MLSs, get three other agents that also want to work in yours, but can't pay. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. That would be my best
0: advice. Yeah, I think so. I recently had a situation where an agent from New Orleans was like, Hey, Alyssa, I would like to show your listing to one of my clients. Can you send me all of the documents? And so I did, no big deal. And then it was just turning into like me basically doing all the work yeah. after that. Not And exactly. I didn't appreciate it. No, and well, I was
1: frustrated. It's not fair to their client either. No. You're not representing them and they're. Really and their not, client doesn't even know what's no, going on. That's no, no, the, no, that's no, no. where you have to have that
0: internal honesty about how well am I serving? Yeah. And with the referral, you still can make money from it, and you ha- now money. have a relationship with this
1: agent that you have referred it to, and maybe they'll pay it back. Send it. Send you one. Year. Okay, I've I definitely have had an agent or two in New Orleans where they sent me, and I sent them because mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to work there because I don't know it. Yeah. And I also don't have time yeah. to drive for an hour, an hour and a half. I always tell people if you would
0: commit that hour to working your database or doing something else that is more productive, sending Bernadette's postcards, sending Bernadette's postcards to
1: her very close neighborhood. Yeah. Then I think it would just be way more productive. Use of time. 100% agree. It's just none of that's going to happen quickly. So mm-hmm. when a buyer shows up at your doorstep and they need to look in the MLS that isn't yours and you need the money, I get it. I 100% yeah, it's get it's it. hard. But try and refer it out or come up with a system. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. This
0: agent said, I get several introductions to potential buyers, but I do not want to be too presumptuous. Maybe they aren't quite ready yet. How do you treat soft leads to let people know that you are truly a good resource? Without seeming salesy and like over hungry. Wait, tell me again what a soft lead is. Okay, so someone was like, hey, my
1: friend is thinking about buying a house. Okay. I, I gave them your name? I or? gave them your name. Here's her a number. Okay, here's normally, well, sometimes what you'll normally get in that instance is, hey, I told my friend Sally that she should call you. She's thinking of buying a house. Mm-hmm. That's usually the end of that, right? Right. What I normally respond with is, and this is in our prospecting templates. Yes. It's okay, great. Thank you so much. I always appreciate a referral. Would you mind sharing with me Sally's email address so I could just send a very non-salesy hello, like Mm -hmm. just to open dialogue? I find that that works better. Right. Y'all, why can't we be honest? What are we
0: hiding from? I always tell, like, I just have one of the agents in our office say, look, I have this client and I think they've ghosted me. Right. And I've tried checking in and being like very professional, but like, I just feel like, It's been so many times. It's awkward now. And there's only so many different ways to say, like, are you still still there? there? And I was like, I always say, if you're thinking it, just say it. Just say it. And so she said, hey, I just wanted to know if I should keep your file open. Are you still interested in buying a house with me? And he responded immediately. And said. And he was like, yes, I'm so sorry. I did get your other messages. I'm working on hunting down this document for my pre-approval. Could they have just said that the first time? Yeah. Yes. Do they? No. no. So we really have to find because a way to just ask. It's not about you. We think we're taking it's it personal. It's not about you at all. They've
1: ghosted me. They are doing their own thing. No. Yeah. Buying or selling a house is a big deal. And it also typically doesn't have a deadline. Just because they got busy doing something else or got sick or had a kid or went on vacation. They're not going to tell you every every day moment of their life. Right. They're just gonna ghost you for a minute. Yeah. Maybe they show back up. Yeah. Keep checking in. Just Keep be more honest with how you okay. Are did asking. I answer the question though? Soft leads, what am I doing with them? Yeah, like what what do you say to them to just that, make them oh, oh. feel comfortable? Yeah. And then I send the email that says, hey, it's Katie. Um, you know, buddy gave me your email address and said you might be looking to buy in the future. Just wanted to reach out and introduce myself and say a quick hello. Here Are is my resume my past client testimonials if you're interested in seeing how I run my business? I'm here if you need me. Love that. I mean, it's just like- Yeah. It literally an introduction and that's it. Yeah. And I think
0: too, it's important if you're checking in with someone long-term to remind, because the biggest thing that we read over and over is that there's- that our listeners are scared to come off as desperate. Right. But it's, I like to always remind them, look, I'm not going anywhere.
1: I am in real estate and I will be here. So whenever uh, yeah. you're ready, you let me know. I have said that sentence so many times in my career. Hey, I'm not going anywhere. Whether you buy a house in six months or six years, just let me know. I'll be here. I'm here. Yeah. No rush. on. I always say no rush on my part. Exactly. But I think, that is the best way to address that type of a lead. And then they don't feel like they're being hounded. Yeah. And then maybe send them the buyer rules, though, so they don't go
0: Yeah, buyer rules r- probably r- up front
1: would be a good idea <laughs> if, you get
0: the, if you get the conversation going. Yeah.
1: But in that email, when I'm just like, quick introduction, hey, just opening dialogue, they almost always respond. Yeah. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for reaching out. We are going to be looking in four months, a year, whatever. You know, they, they don't just not respond. No. Because I didn't do anything weird. Mm-mm. I'm just like, hey, I'm here. If you were weird, they'd probably leave you. Right. What's next?
0: What is next? If you had to start over in real estate, what would be your first order
1: of business? I 100% want to make a full episode on this, but I will answer it because, but I'm only going to pick one. Okay. Okay. I have my one. I I, I want (laughs) y'all to know when I started real estate in 2005, I had zero social media accounts. Oh. Not a one. I should have known this would be your one thing. Never had I ever been on social media. So if I started over again, instead of resisting it until 2008, when I finally did get on Facebook. Because you had been in the business how long? That was three years I lost. Three years I lost. I would for sure start there 100%. And I'm not going to dive into my whole social media strategy, but maybe I will on the full episode. Right. So you would really get started in re- in
0: social media early. Uh, yeah. I think that's a great idea. I
1: can see it all right now. Right. Part of me wishes I could go back to the beginning just to see it come like to fruition. Yeah. But I can't. It's okay. It's okay. What would you do? I would be way better
0: about tracking my database because I didn't really work it like I should have until like year two or three. Yeah. And then I was playing a lot of catch up. Right. It was hard. Yeah. Um, I wish I would have realized the importance of it. Yeah. From the beginning and that it's really the only thing you need. Yeah. Um, And then the second thing, oh my gosh, I had a second thing. It wasn't social media database. Hmm. I would say also that I didn't implement boundaries until like five or six years in. Yeah.
1: You got to start the habits, the right habits early. Yeah. I yeah. did not set myself up for. No. I think, yeah, I would definitely have been better at systems, processes, mm-hmm. all of that. I mean, I was great at taking classes and learning, but it was really hard to put all that together, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the social media for sure. Okay. Okay. What do you think
0: is the most overrated tool that everyone is obsessed with and tells you that you have to have it. I feel like I could long pause and see if they could guess what mine Let's is. guess. We already know. I know. Okay, just think it really hard. What do you think we're going to say right now? I'm going to say CRM. CRM. Every 100%. Time. Every you time. need this CRM. It's no. going to remind you and do all these things. The it's email you. The bells and whistles you. are going to
1: yell at you.
0: Yes. Oh, gosh. No, no. Thank you for my no. simple spreadsheet.
1: Right. That's it. The CRM. Does that mean you can't use a CRM? No. No. no, no if no. you love it and you use it, then it's working for you. Great.
0: But it's easy to see that every public real estate group is asking what, who's got a CRM they love. I just think it's overrated. It's overrated. Do you know
1: why it's overrated? Yeah. I know exactly why. Because people think that automation is is the answer to growing their business when in fact automation takes a takes away the one thing you have going for you which is building relationships oh my gosh in like an authentic way. Mm-hmm. I want like even when people buy the email templates they're like well can I put this into my CRM? I don't I'm like I don't know maybe you can but the point is that the transaction is so nuanced. You have to send the email at the right time. You com- still have to be involved. A computer cannot do this for you. What if you get an
0: extension on your contract? What if, you know, right. there's a delay? What if something has changed? Right. You still have to go in and update all those dates. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I just there it there is no magic bullet automation CRM that's going to make your business suddenly not need you because then you don't need a job. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't understand where we got confused about the fact that we have to work. Yeah. it, it It's a you job. still work.
0: Right, right.
1: Well, now, whether you want to focus on lead generation or, you know, transaction coordinating stuff, like, wh- I don't know what you want to focus on. You're right. There are all different parts of the job. But the CRM is not going to do it all for you. Mm-mm. Might do part of it for you. Sure. Make what? it more helpful. It's a tool. It's a
0: tool. It is not the end-all, be-all that yeah. is going to solve all your problems. Right. At one point, I believed if I could just find the right software that was simple and easy enough, I could just really be free in my business. But that's just but not But you the know truth. what the
1: real truth was? You just had to fix your mind. A hundred percent. That's all you had to do.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then it was fine. Yeah. Okay, what's next?
0: Okay, I think this might be a good one to even end on. Perfect, Because we? we've gotten through Great. all of my paragraphs.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad.
0: Of notes. Okay, okay. what do you got? I hope y'all do some more episodes in this next year about building and scaling your business. Mm -hmm. Building trust and getting new clients Mm -hmm. different ways to offer value Mm -hmm. and stand out as an expert in your area. Well, I like that. I do, too. too. I'm happy to focus on that. And, you know, what's interesting is that I've been reading what – all the experts are saying is going to be the new social media trends Mm. and everyone is saying that it's about being you. Mm -hmm. That sounds cheesy. Okay. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. but it really is about capturing that you love your dog or capturing that you love sweet tea or that you listen to rap music or that you love trees, like whatever it is about you. All you have to do is, like, find a way to let people know you. Yeah, and, like, weave that in. And that's where trust comes from. Um, right. If they don't know you, I mean, how many times do you get told, I feel like I already
1: know you? All the time. That's That's what this question is about. So much more now because I started to think about what are my things, and then I started to post about what are my things, and then I started to put in my bio what are my things, If you don't tell anyone what your things are, then you don't really – you don't want to be like every other agent. You want to be the only agent that talks about tennis 24-7. Yeah. You know, you want to be the only agent that is like, well, I know where to find you. You're at the Mexican restaurant having queso only. Right. (laughs) Like, whatever it is. Yeah. You have to have a personality because that's the only way you're going to beat the computer anyway. Mm Mm-hmm. If you're not a real thing that people can develop trust with and know and like you, the, the know and like you is like you have to tell them what your things are. Know you. The like you is, oh, they're like, well, I like queso too. The trust is like, well, we're like similar and I feel like I can trust you because I know you and I like you. And when I see you, you're working like you, you're helpful. Like it's just so, so ridiculously simple.
0: It, I think that's where people get stuck is that they're like, I can be successful because I love queso.
1: Yeah. You you can 1000%. Isn't that interesting? I think it's fascinating and freeing and fabulous. I oh, just I just love it. Y'all, if you don't follow Chelsea Peterson, I really think that you <laughs> should because that is really the person who introduced me. I mean, she and Jenna d- – Jenna talks about her JK5, like her five things that what, she – Do you know them? I, they change. Oh, okay. But – I mean, I guess back in the day. she's into at that time. Right, right, right. Oh, I like that. And I like that it can change. You could have five things for the summer, five things for the winter. Like, maybe you ski, but maybe in the summer you like to go boating or maybe. Ugh, it's brilliant. Like, I think the Permission. problem is that we think it, we have to figure it out. It has to stay the same. And then I have to just be, like, stuck with this. Like, I can never change. Yeah. Your business can change. I, You know, you could have a niche that's first-time buyers, and then you can have a, you know, niche that's downsizing, you know, Adult, what, like, who said? Yeah. You had to keep it the same. Mm-hmm. Anyway. hmm Okay, is that good for today? That was delightful. I feel just. I know. It's just
0: nice to be in the heads of the listeners. I And love seeing it. what are they going through right mm-hmm. now. And y'all, if you are feeling stuck on a particular topic, we really revamped our website. Yeah. Hustlehumblypodcast.com. dot hmm We have an episodes Section where you can go and see what do you need help with? Do you need help with your mindset? Do you need help with setting boundaries? Do you need help on actual practical how to do something like how to do an open house successfully? We have the episode because we know we have a lot of new listeners on Mm -hmm. the regular on the regular on the regular. So you don't have to sort through all two hundred episodes. You can go and. Find find your topics. Yeah, start so, there. Start there and, and just go down the rabbit hole.
1: Okay. Are you ready for a toast? Yeah. This one comes to us from Northern Colorado. Oh. Mm, I know, I want to be there. Um, okay, Carrie Vicente, I'm, I'm going to give it an accent. Hi, Carrie. Carrie's going to toast to Jamie Schneider, and she says, I would like to toast my new friend, Jamie, who also started real estate with me this year. We met each other in our little brokerage. Hmm. She has been such a great support through these first several months as we both explore this new career. Okay. Everyone needs a commiserating buddy. We both listen to the podcast and remind each other of things we've learned from it when we're feeling down perfect. Oh, I love that. She's about to close on her first two transactions, and I'm so proud of her for stepping out of her comfort zone the whole time time that's really cute that was so sweet okay so thank you to carrie and cheers to jamie cheers on her first two transactions yeah it's amazing so good okay goodbye everyone goodbye